Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Erica Cohn. She's a filmmaker, a documentarian, and she was here today to talk to me about her new film, The Judge, which is going to be premiering at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival coming up in the next uh, four weeks or so, uh, September 7th to 17th. Check it out, tiff.net. It's online. You can still buy ticket packages. In fact, I bet some people are already lining up. Uh, the Judge is a remarkable film. It's it's a film that we, we all need to see. It's a it's a documentary. Uh, it's it's about it's about justice. It's about gender. It's about education and relationships and religion. It's about about Islam. It's about it's about divorce. It's it's ultimately though it's a it's a film about justice and about a lawyer, a woman who kind of takes on the system and and says, you know what, one day I'm gonna be with all you men on on the bench and she makes it happen. And it's, as I said, it's a remarkable film. You're, you're going to need to see it. Uh, and uh, it's a beautiful reminder of why, uh, uh, to quote from the film, justice is beautiful. It's, it's, it's about so many things, as, as any uh, great documentary film is about. Don't forget uh, TIFF coming up. Uh, don't forget to face-to-face-live.ca for more uh, podcasts and also uh, rabble.ca as well, where you can find out more information about uh, my podcasting and also others too. And uh, coming right up, stay tuned for Erica Cohn talking about her new film, The Judge. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest today, another filmmaker, a documentarian, and what's really cool about today's interview, it's the beginning of the TIFF season, basically, for me. Erica Cohn is here today to talk about her new film, The Judge. Erica, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, I don't recognize your area code. Where are you where are you uh, where am I calling you? Uh where where are you at, basically? Right now I am in Berkeley, California. Oh, okay. Actually picture locking the judge as we speak. 
Oh, that's finished in a couple hours. Wow, wow! You're way ahead of the game, from what I understand, with some some filmmakers. You've still got about four weeks to go, don't you? Yes, about four weeks to go. We'll picture lock today, and then move into sound, music, and color. Oh, that's amazing! Hey, listen, congratulations! Uh, congratulations on the film. Uh, congratulations on on an official becoming an official selection at TIFF this year. That's that's amazing. Thank you, thank you. It's really, you know, I think so oftentimes filmmakers, you know, we start out with this idea and we want to be able to, to tell the stories that we're telling justly and we want to be able to provide a platform for the film to be seen and the film to be experienced. And uh, when I started The Judge in 2012, it was kind of a dream, a far out dream to prepare mm. at TIFF. And, um, you know, you can never make those kinds of promises or have any you know, idea of what what will come and the fact that this has kind of come true, this dream has come true, is is, uh, is a bit overwhelming and very exciting for both Judge Khulud and me. I bet, I bet. Well, I'm 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 going to say bu- buckle up. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> have you have you been to TIFF before? This will be my first time. Oh, it's awesome! You're going to love it. It's it's crazy. It's it's engaging. It's exciting. It's so deeply relational. It's it's madness, is what it is. <laughs> but oh, but in but in the best sense is. of the word, in the best sense of the word, you're you're gonna love it. So so tell me about the judge, the tagline: women, justice, Islam. I mean, it it it's not a comedy, and yet it is a, a deeply relational film. There's comedic moments. There's beautiful moments. There's, um, um, I mean, there's, you know, as with any great documentary, it seems to me, Erica, there's so much going on, you know, you go, what, so what is this film really about? You know, it's about gender, it's about education, it's about, um, religion, it's about violence and and the list goes on. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, in a nutshell, the judge is an intimate portrait of the first woman judge to be appointed to the religious courts in the Middle East specifically the Sharia law courts uh, in Palestine, in the West Bank. And you're absolutely right. It's nuanced. It has um, a lot of intricacies. It does have those comedic moments. But I think what's also really, really nice is it's a a portrait of life in Palestine Mm. and life for women in the Middle East that we don't typically see. I think so oftentimes our our media portrays women in the Middle East as uh, people who are victims of current circumstances. And this is really unique in the sense that we see Judge Khulud taking a leadership role, and she's very much the one who is changing things, not only for her local community, um, but uh, the global world at large. Would you say this, you know, you use the word victim, and then you use Judge Khulud's name sort of in the same sort of sense. She's definitely not a victim. Would you? Not I mean, she's so wonderful. You know, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's a she's a judge. She's a lawyer. She's an advocate. It's just uh, her her CV continues to grow clearly. But would you say that her approach, her personality, is sort of um, you know f- fairly uncommon? I, I wouldn't necessarily say her personality is uncommon. I think Judge Khulud is very unique. I mean, she has she has this unbelievable presence. And I remember mm-hmm. meeting her for the first time at a women's Sharia law meeting in uh, Palestine, in uh, the Palestinian Authority headquarters conference room. And I happened to be there. I, I studied Islamic feminism, and I was mm-hmm. teaching film in the Middle East at the time. And I remember sitting in, in this room 
full of men in tarbushes and people talking about, you know, how they feel laws can be changed in, in relation to marriage, uh, marriage age and uh, domestic violence and divorce and polygamy. And Judge Khulud walked in, and all of a sudden, just everyone stood up to greet her. She had this tremendous presence mm. that just echoed throughout the room. And later, um, after the meeting, I had a chance to, to actually introduce myself. And when she found out that I was a filmmaker, she said, this is amazing because I've, I wanted to make a film that would reach women and girls around the world and inspire people to take leadership roles in their communities despite cultural traditions and customs and norms. Um, so she really kind of inspired this and her presence, the, the initial moment that I felt was so strong when I met her, I think a lot of people experienced that and um, I hope that comes through in the film. Well, she just gives me the sense that she's just not going to put up with anything <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's outside of her understanding of what, what, what it means to be just. Yes. She's she's Absolutely. she's she's going to push. I love near the end of the film where where I think she's she's sort of challenging somebody and says, uh, you know, kind of uh, comically, I suppose, and says, "I'm I'm I'm going to become chief justice." You know, yes. uh, maybe it's you. I think you're interviewing her or something. And she said, "Yeah, but in ten years, but but I'm still going to become chief justice." Yes, which would be, I mean, it, she's already kind of breaking the glass ceiling and becoming the you know the first woman judge to be appointed to the Sharia courts in the Middle East, but then to become the chief justice of the courts. I mean, that's, it's pretty amazing that that's her goal. So, so she's an advocate, uh, she's an advocate, she's an activist and a lawyer and a judge and a friend and a mother and, 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 and deeply concerned about others, it seems to me as yeah. well, you know, that really comes through so beautifully, like you say, this intimate portrait, not only about, about her, but life in Palestine. What, what do you think, you know, you must have got to know her quite well. What do you, what do you think, um, hmm, propelled her there, got her there? Uh, obviously a lot of things, but, but what is it about her that, hmm, that stood out to you? You know, she had an incredible um, support system growing up. I mean, her father, you see a scene in the film where he says, a, a woman's weapon is education. Yes, it's so My goal good. was to arm them with education. Yeah, there's the T-shirt uh, from the, that's the T-shirt you should be selling at the, uh, at TIFF this year, <laughs> by the way, yeah. Arm them with education. Yeah. Yeah, and I, to me that's very powerful, and, and she said that because of the relationship with her parents, she really felt like she could make a difference through law. And then when she became a lawyer, she saw how much violence women experience and how important it was to have a woman not only um, as a lawyer representing other women in, in court, but also to be at the forefront of that as a judge and to be at the forefront of the court system that deals with issues that are most intimately connected to the family. So in Palestine, the Sharia courts deal with family matters, marriage, divorce, inheritance, custody, and to have a woman in that position to ensure that not only that women know their rights, but that they feel comfortable talking about some of their most intimate, you know, family details, whether that's um, violence, whether that's sex, whether that's a combination, whether that's, you know, dealing with um, uh, childcare, whatever it is, having a woman in that position is, uh, is essential. How, how much of this do you think is, I mean, is cultural is, uh, or maybe a better question is traditional. You know, you, you represent sort of 
many sides in the film, but certainly that polarized uh, academic side, the scholar, the who says there's you know women women can't be judges, and this is what the Quran mm -hmm. says, and this is this is not only my interpretation, this is the right interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this is very much uh, a universal theme that we see among all religions, um, where there's different interpretations, mm. and of course. Um, you know, I think this also relates to laws. Whoever is in power has the ability to interpret the law or interpret the religious text in the way that they feel like benefits them most. Um, and so it's very, it's very nuanced. Um, and that's something that I don't see just in relation to the Middle East or Islam. I see that being more of a global, universal phenomenon. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's about, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a philosophical question. It's a theological question then. Very much so. So, is it uh, is it is it is is it is it from the time you started filming to the time? I mean, clearly, I'm not. We're not going to, I suppose, give away too much in the film. But at the same time, how much how much change did you feel you saw um, uh, or were were able to experience during the, the the period of time that you 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 were filming? Well, you know, when we as filmmakers start these projects, we have no idea. Mm. especially in a cinema verite film, how the story is going to go. And Hulud is a, is a dear friend, and you know there were a lot of ups and downs in the process, and mm. she faced a lot of resistance at various times. And how, her, how, long er, has, how long, Erica, was the, the shoot? Um, we've been, we just finished our last shoot, so this was a, it's in 2012. Okay. Um, so several years. Right. Um, and, you, you know, being in either being in California and, and uh, Hulud being in Palestine, I mean, it's, it's interesting experiencing things from far away and not, not necessarily being there all the time to <clears throat> be a part of the, the changing climate or to be able to capture, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the resistance that she was facing. I mean, we came in for snippets. I lived there for for seven months for the first shoot and then periodically went back for one or two months at a time. And so it's flashing in on these little pieces of her life. Um, but there's a lot, of course, I mean, there's hours and hours that didn't, that didn't make the film. Um, but for me personally, I think that it, it just, I, I had no, I had no idea to the degree that she would be experiencing the resistance and the difficulties and how difficult it is to work within a system that is, um, you know, it's problematic for various right. political and, um, you know, kind of questions surrounding the landscape of how the legal, the legal system works there. It's so ironic. I mean, there's a, a, a spot in the film uh, where, where she talks about the most important thing for her is, is achieving, um, you know, I think she's, she's, she's going big, that's for sure, but achieving justice for everyone on, on Palestinian land, I think, was the quote. And, yeah. and the injustice you know, that she's fighting against, that this, this, this uh, massive barrier uh, is just uh, huge. And yet once, you know, you'd like to think that once and now that it is sort of moving aside, that it's going to get a little bit easier. But we're, we're talking about years of tradition. And, and she talks about religious education being shocking and so on. I mean, there's just so many hurdles. Yeah, absolutely. There's like the, the personal and there's like cultural and the traditional, um, as well as, you know, some of the political context as well. So how does somebody grow up in that kind of a culture and, and, and say, I'm, 
you know, I just, I'm always fascinated, you know, I've been, I'm, I teach in international development and, and always been interested in the tipping point, the little things, you know, how, how do you move the needle? What, what, why does somebody, why does somebody care about anybody else? You know, mm-hmm. why, why are you motivated to, to, you know, this, you, you open the film with, with the quote from Allah saying, command, commands us to judge with justice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, why one, why, why this person and not the other? And any thoughts on that? Any insight? That's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think that it, it it can go one of many ways. I mean, if you're if you're raised in an environment that where you don't have all of your rights, regardless of um, where you grow up, you know, sometimes that can manifest itself in um, wanting to ensure and advocate for others that they, once you have those rights, that you're able to grant them to others. And I, and sometimes it can go the other way. And, um, you know, if, and I think Khulud was, was very much in the camp of, you know, I, I want to ensure that all of my people and all the women around the world have, have the rights that they deserve. What, I don't know where yeah. that comes from, except from her family instilling that family, mm-hmm. that family support um, very early. There was a moment in the film that I found fairly, uh, prob- well, I guess a bit, a bit unsettling, where you're, you 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 cross cut this footage of all these different opinions about mm-hmm. about an issue, and you just you, you you really bring us into the idea of how you know complicated it is, how intricate it is, and nuanced, and so on. And the, and there's a woman that you're interviewing who's clearly liberated, who's clearly uh, open-minded, and yet says, "But if you look at this this scientifically, women are are this way." Mm-hmm. And and it's just such a deep paradox, and I'm always fascinated at how 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 we can live with those types of paradoxes. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, and you know, I, I think that Palestine is no different than any other place in the world in that sense. It's just such a diversity of opinions. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. There's still those, like, inherent patriarchal biases. Well, and it, it raises some pretty significant questions. I mean, look at look at what's going on in uh, in Google Land these days, just in the last few days, with with the headlines around around this document that was was written. Have you been following the story? I have been in the zone of the picture lock world. Is, well, well, what, <laughs> that doesn't mean a ton to me, but I do know what you're talking about. But yeah, I'll just read you that from Bloomberg. Google fires author of divisive memo on gender differences. That's just um, the the Bloomberg piece. But yeah, it's on the cover, uh, the front page of BBC and Al Jazeera and, and CNN. But essentially, it's just you know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cause all kinds of controversy. But essentially, the idea is that women are not sort of genetically predisposed to this type of work. That's why there's so many men who work here. Mm. So it's, yeah, I, th- it, I think that, you know, Hulud's, Hulud's story about gender equity in the workplace is something that, that resonates universally and is an issue that um, is not unique just to Palestine. It's something that we're dealing with every day in, in the U.S. and beyond. She's, uh, she, she strikes me, you say you're, you're, you're really close friends with her. She strikes me as a very, uh, a very positive person. Um, mm-hmm. sees sort of maybe not the bright side to everything, but it clearly facing some significant challenges, you know, again, near the end of the film, when she's going through all her cases, maybe for the day, she said something to the effect of so many divorce cases. I mean, she's dealing with a lot of, 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 of pain and, mm-hmm. and, and, and separation and so on. How, how does she stay positive? 
Is 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 it her? Is it her family? Is it uh, her belief system? What, what what's your sense? You know, I've always been fascinated by the fact that she doesn't take her work home. Interesting. This to me was was shocking. Hmm. Um, because I I you know I don't know if it's a, a filmmaker thing, but I live my work day in and day out every hour, and there's a clear separation. Um, and she and her husband actually like created. He's he's a lawyer in the criminal courts. And they kind of created this like memo of understanding that what stayed in um, at work stayed at work, and you know they try not to bring it home. And because both of their work is so intense, and Hulud especially, um, uh, for multiple reasons, I, I've found that to be like just just pretty unbelievable that she's able to compartmentalize. And I think that that's probably. Um, a very unique trait is that the ability to compartmentalize when so many things are very pervasive and, and all-encompassing. Well, and I, she strikes me as a person who cares a great deal, and to be able to to be able to, like you say, to be that that compartmentalized about it is is remarkable. It's something <laughs> something I'd like to learn from her about. Perhaps that yeah. should be her first book. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think the wor- you know she's a she's an incredible mother and an incredible um, friend and uh, sister and um, and daughter and wife and that that's really unique to me. I think she gets a lot of her inspiration, a lot of her strength from her family. Yeah, again, you know, just to back back to that sort of what is it about the something you know what what's the catalyst or you know how how people are raised her father edu- arming her with education is that is that what made all the difference but the fact that she had the ability to go to the to to the to the, the chief justice in the first place and said I'm 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 going to be in this position one day and and then actually mm-hmm. made it happen. Like that that's astounding. Right. I mean, this is this is beyond groundbreaking. This is shifting and shaping a culture. Yeah, it goes back to her having this unbelievable presence. She walks into a room and she commands it and she sets her mind to something and she achieves it. Yeah. And it's a really, really, really beautiful and incredible thing to watch. Um, Social revolution comes up in the film. I mean, is is that happening is that really happening in Palestine? I mean, it seems to be happening in many, many places around the world. I do a lot of work in Cambodia and politically and socially, and, and young people are finally starting to sort of, you know, push back and, and, and speak out. Is, is, it, is it going on in Palestine? I definitely think so. I mean, Palestine has been a hotbed of activism for hundreds of years and kind of at the forefront of social change. Mm. The women's rights movement um, was historically very strong and influenced the rest of a lot of the women's movements throughout the Middle East and in the U.S. And I think that, you know, when she is in the working women scene and they're discussing their rights and, you know, how they can take action, it's very much in the, the space of, you know, we cannot stand by and allow people to represent ourselves if we want to be advocated for, if we want women's issues to be at the forefront of the discussion. No one is going to do that but us. And so we have to be at the forefront. We not only need a social revolution, but we have to lead it. Right. Is it, do you think, do you think, um, do you think the idea of, it certainly seems to, to me anyway, and maybe it's just because of my focus over the, over the past few years, but this idea of, um, mentoring is was that ever something that you thought about while you were making the film wow if if we could and you know if we could just get judge halud with others 
mentoring younger young women to take the next step to 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 step out to fight back etc and you know small f rather than capital f is 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 that something that's happening Khulud is an unbelievable mentor and you see in the film i mean she's she's mentored um Tahrir Ahmed the first uh, marriage officiant first woman marriage officiant and you see her mentor other women her clerk um who's next to her in all of the court sessions and ultimately that that woman is able to get a very significant promotion i won't ruin it in the end right, right. um but it, it it's a beautiful thing that that's a priority for her and that mm. she um sees that you know with her position of power comes a lot of responsibility to help and to provide a, a way up for other women yeah, was it her that said justice is beautiful? It, she she uh, was explaining how the court system worked yes. to her uh, to her neighbor, and her neighbor was so shocked um, by the fact that she actually could have rights within a court system. She was the one who said justice is beautiful, and and Hulud said, "You see, it, it can actually work to your advantage." Right. Right. Well, I love the way that you've you've brought so many di- different aspects of of a of a part of the world that so many of us, you know, frankly, don't know a whole lot about, and just you know, humanized it. And 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 uh, I I mean, I would say uh, um, I would like to think help to level sort of the playing field. I mean, it's just a, it's a reminder of uh, that we need to shine the light into our own um, difference and and disparity and and um, injustice. Because it, it really it so. really is everywhere. Yeah, very much so. So well, listen, I I, I got to say again, congratulations on the film, and and um, you probably want to get back to the editing suite. That's um, <laughs> when when uh, and we don't have it. We don't have a schedule yet for for when the film's coming out. So I'm going to tell people to stay tuned, and we'll put a little bit of information, of course, on the on on the on the, on our site about about the film. It's thejudgefilm.com. Uh, you can learn uh, more about it there, and of course, uh, stay tuned to, uh, for TIFF. When when are you getting into town? I get into town, I believe, on the eighth. Okay, and you're staying for the full festival. I'll stay for the full festival, and we'll be there for all the Q and A's. Excellent, and uh, looking forward to it. I would imagine. Yes, very, very much so. It'll be it'll uh, be kind of a wild ride. Our entire team is coming out. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, oh it'll be it'll be one of those where you're you're on the flight back home and you're going. Did we just spend ten days in Toronto at the film festival? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, listen. Congrats again. I, I hope I hope to to meet. I hope we can bump into each other at some point and 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 enjoy the festival and 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 celebrate it. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the film's received. But again, congrats on on a on a engaging and insightful, brilliant piece. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for your time, and I uh, hope to see you there. Yes, thanks. Erica Cohn with us today talking about the judge here on Face to Face. Thanks, and all the best. Um, okay, I've forgotten the phrase again. What are you doing closing off the shot? Uh, picture lock. There you go. Picture lock. <laughs> thanks so much, Erica. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.